Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Welcome to the Locked On Golden Knights podcast. I'm Jack Manning. I'm AJ Alexander. It is Tuesday, March 16th, 2021. And on today's episode, we're going to hear an interview with Peter Libertori, one of the top prospects for the Vegas Golden Knights blue line. But first, we need to break down the Vegas Golden Knights victory over the San Jose Sharks 2-1 to on Monday night. AJ, what stood out to you from tonight's game? <laughs> what stood out to me? Well, it might sound cheap. It might sound really easy. Sounds like my kind of comment. (laughs) The two things that stood out to me, Mark Stone, of course, his best year as far as game-winning goals, he ties his career high at six, and he's got a nice little tidy scoring streak intact here, along with Max Pacioretty. You also have to give a load of credit to Marc-Andre Fleury. So the Sharks were on a bit of a roll here. They're almost a 500 team. They would have been 500 had they beaten Vegas tonight, and... So they're trying to claw their way back in there. They had three in a row, and the last time they lost was actually against Vegas. So Stone's streak continues. San Jose stops. I'll say this. Devin Dubnik probably should get a look to be the number one goaltender, at least for a stretch. Listen, the fact that Martin Jones still has a job in the NHL is baffling to me. I mean, I suppose if you sign a a contract that long for that much money, I think he's topping just over $6 million a year. You have to keep playing him because you got to get your money's worth somehow. But man, uh, Devin Dubnik really has stepped up and has become a bit of a solution for the the Sharks in net. And, And he was the only reason that this game wasn't an absolute blowout. You're right. That first period looked rough for Vegas. San Jose actually did control a lot of the play. Despite that, though, Max Pacioretty gets his 14th goal in the power play. The assist from Mark Stone and Shea Theodore. But how many times have we heard the assist from Mark Stone to Max Pacioretty? He led scoring off in the first period tonight. You couldn't ask for a better duo on the wings. And, well, you saw Cody Glass step in and play center between Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone tonight. And although uh, he didn't have a huge impact. He, he certainly didn't get in the way of, of those two putting up uh, a couple of goals supporting one another. First, Max Pacioretty buries the feed for Mark Stone, and then later on in the third period, Mark Stone buries the feed for Max Pacioretty. And while this isn't becoming a, a one-line team or a two-line team, certainly those two have been leading the charge all season long and, and represent the the biggest threat to any other team in in the West Division. After tonight's game, Mark Stone will have played 25 games a season, 33 points. That includes 10 goals, including the game winner tonight that you mentioned. Quite a pace. And I know, I know so many players are having tremendous seasons this year, but definitely throwing his hat into the ring as far as maybe a dark horse heart candidate, no? Man, I I just don't see how you can give the heart to to Stone as good as he is, as as excellent as he's been, when there are players out there who have 40 points in in just as many games. Um, 
you know, I guess there is a player and his name is Connor McDavid and he's amazing. But I agree with you. I think it's certainly in terms of the Selkie for a guy who's more than a point per game and for my money, the best defensive forward in the league. Yeah, I think that you've got to, to see him as the odds on favorite to win the Selkie this year. I've got a very sick feeling in my stomach that he's just going to end up with the Bing and that'll be it. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. But man, I don't know how you can give Mark Stone the, the Lady Bing trophy. That's a guy that that's been in a couple of fights, throws more hits than than you really realize. That's a guy that if you're looking for the most gentlemanly player in the league, I don't know that you can pick the guy that got his career started in bum fights. <laughs> Just because of that last reference, I'm going to allow it for sure. So we saw the first period. Golden Knights lead one nothing, but they didn't really play that well. San Jose definitely was the better team. Vegas comes out in the second. And the only thing, like you mentioned in the top of the show, that stopped this game from getting way out of hand was Devin Dubnik. And who really owned this period because time after time, Vegas just had opportunities just totally stoned by Dubnik. Yeah, Devin Dubnik is a guy that comes over from the Minnesota Wild uh, as his career there came to an unceremonious end. He really had a, a tough season, tough couple of seasons, actually, uh, and was supposed to just come in and be the replacement for Aaron Dell uh, as they tried to scrape a little bit more value out of Martin Jones. But, you know, like we were saying at the top of the show, I think it would be very difficult to take Dubnik out in favor of Jones, considering how great Dubnik has been, e even as they lost tonight. Especially when, again, you're a team in a shortened, abridged season that's fighting to get to the 500 watermark. I, I don't know. I think you give them a stretch, but I mean, who knows? It's San Jose, so you never can tell. They get out of that period with just a one nothing game like they entered. So they got lucky there. But then the third period happened and Mark Stone scores just a minute and two seconds into it for his 10th goal. Nicholas Haig. His seventh point. He's got more points than Eric Carlson, FYI. <laughs> Max Pacioretty got the secondary assist just to change things up with Mark Stone a little bit. But that's when things really started to pour on to San Jose. And again, this could have actually gotten out of hand the other way. San Jose had plenty of chances on the doorstep of Marc-Andre Fleury. Kane, Vander Kane had two breakaways in the game, if I'm not mistaken. Stoned on both. Main uh, let me pause you there. You mean flurried on both. Yeah, there you go. Why hasn't that been a thing yet? The stones on <laughs> yeah, the stones <laughs> on Flurry to go out and do a flying poke check on Evander Kane, who, despite all of his off ice problems, remains an incredibly skilled and talented player. For for Flurry to run out and and do that diving poke check, it embodies everything that Vegas and the entire league loves about Marc Andre Flurry. That he is willing to do something unconventional but absolutely incredible to save the game uh, from getting out of hand, and, and that is that is why the fans chant his name in the arena. That is why he is going to be a Hall of Famer, and that's why every person in Nevada is behind him and wants to see him win the Vesna this year because Marc-Andre Fleury is the best version of hockey. Vander Kane actually came into the game with a three-goal, a three-game goal-scoring streak, so he looked great tonight, and he just ran into Fleury, like you said, and Again, Flurry 23 saves on the night out of 24 shots. Looked fantastic. Outdueled Dubnik in a bit of a pitcher's duel, if you will. Great game, fun game. Flurry still a Vesna candidate for sure. Unfortunately, didn't get the shutout. 
understandably. Uh, yeah, on the season, Marc-Andre Fleury has played 1,129 minutes, allowing just 34 goals in 1,129 minutes. That's good for a 9.35 save percentage and uh, a 1.81 goals against average. Could you ask for a better stat line? It was a two to one game. It was very, a lot closer than a lot of people probably imagined it heading into this game. A lot of people say that Vegas can win a one nothing, a two to one game, or they can win a six four game. How does Vegas actually have a team that can win a tight game like this or just run away in a, in a high scoring affair as well? This is just a team that believes in itself. I mean, there are some obvious exceptions, but for, from the first line through the fourth, there are guys on every line, guys on every defensive pair that believe that they can make a difference in the game. And because they believe they can make a difference, they do make a difference. Nick Haig, like you were saying, stepped up and delivered an assist because he has garnered the confidence that he didn't have last year to make plays, to, to help get the guys on the score sheet. The same reason that Mark Stone continues to impress is because he knows that if he is at his best, he can dominate anyone in either zone. That there are guys even at the bottom of the lineup that step up like Patrick Brown, who, you know, didn't get on the score sheet tonight, didn't do anything outrageous, but knew that if he played his game and continued to push, he was going to be able to make a difference to keep pucks out of the net. And that's what he did. This is a team that believes in itself because it knows that this is maybe the best chance that any of these guys are going to have to win a Stanley Cup this year and the next few years. And they're going to take every bit of that opportunity to turn the, those possibilities of a Stanley Cup into a parade. Meanwhile, on the 17th, we've got game five of the season series against the Sharks in T-Mobile. Anything you're expecting, anything you're keeping an eye out for as we head into that game? The one thing I'll be looking for in that game is whether or not Cody Glass can get acclimated to his surroundings and start to produce the way that he was expected to when he was drafted six overall. He's never going to have two better wingers than Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty, but if he's going to take advantage of, of the opportunity, he's going to have to be more aggressive getting to pucks. He's going to have to take possession of those pucks to make those amazing passes that he's capable of. But as long as he's playing on the periphery and as long as he's getting pushed around in front and, and to the side of the net, which hasn't been the case all year, but certainly was tonight. He's not going to be able to take advantage of the opportunity that's been handed to him. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing Cody Glass step up and be a difference maker on Wednesday night. And I'm calling it now. He's going to have a multi-point game. AJ, right after the break, we're going to be back with my interview with Peter Deliberatore, one of the Vegas Golden Knights top defensive prospects, who is just about to get himself to the Frozen Four in the NCAA been looking forward to this interview for a while now. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's your classic car or a daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available to your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available to you for your car or truck. 
right? Locked on in their how did you find out about us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. Well, we're back and I'm joined by my guest, Peter Deliberatore. Peter, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, glad to have you. So uh, for those that don't know, you are a defenseman from Halifax, Nova Scotia. You were taken in the sixth round by the Vegas Golden Knights in 2018. You're one of the top defensemen for Quinnipiac University. And right now you're tied for fourth in scoring for defensemen uh, across the NCAA. Peter, can you describe your style of play for, for the fans? Yeah, I'm a puck moving defenseman. Uh, you know, I like to use my feet and uh, pretty high IQ, and I like to get up in the play. Two way defender, I can shut down top lines, but I can also join up in the rush and, you know, use my feet to uh, get back into position. And, you know, I like to play pretty aggressively and uh, contribute on all ends of the ice. Is there a defenseman in the league right now in the NHL that, that you think you, you play pretty similarly to, or, or are you really your own your own kind of guy? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely similar styles. I know, uh, funny you say, I really like Nate Schmidt's game, who, uh, you know, obviously just got in the recently got traded from Vegas. Um, you know, I think he's a great player, good skater, uh, makes a lot of good plays out there and uh, also like, you know, enjoy, likes to enjoy himself out there, too. So uh, I like to, you know, kind of think I play like him. Man, you, you are already pulling on the heartstrings of Vegas fans. They, they're all missing Nate Schmidt already. So having somebody to come in and fill his shoes, both uh, personality wise and and on the ice, man, that's uh, that's going to get some some fans excited. Uh, <laughs> So what parts of your game really make you stand out? I know you, you said your, your skating is high end. I, I tend to agree with that. In terms of, of being in the, in, the, in the offensive zone, what do you like to do most? What are the things that really make you stand out? You know, I think I like to make plays pretty quick. So, um, you know, obviously with help of my teammates and all that kind of stuff, I think just uh, being able to use my feet and have my head up the whole time, I think that really helps me, you know, make the right plays and, you know, calm with the puck at the same time. I think I have a lot of poise with the puck and uh, just able to see those plays to make, even if they're simple or not, uh, just, you know, kind of making the right plays and not making too many mistakes out there. I, I don't want to make you have to comment on this, but man, you, you have really broken some ankles this this season. You've you, you've made a, a few guys look pretty, pretty foolish with the way you move the puck. I, I'm, I've been really impressed by that. That being said, are there any areas that, that you're really looking to improve right now? Yeah, definitely. I think you can always improve your game in all areas, um, myself included. I think a lot of it is, uh, you know, just the minor, you know, details. I think defensively, uh, especially when you get into the pros, I think defensively you need, really need to lock in on, you know, body position and your stick, where that's going and, you know, puck on stick, that kind of stuff. So I think a lot of it's just those finer details. But at the same time, I think, you know, every, every area of my game can definitely see some improvements. Sure. Tell me about your, your draft day. You, you spent your, your high school years or your pre-draft years at the Salisbury School. Uh, how did you, how did you uh, end up at the Salisbury School? And then what was your draft day like? Yeah, so uh, it was kind of a unique story for me ending up in uh, Salisbury. There was uh, something called the College Combine that, uh, unfortunately, it isn't a thing anymore. But uh, in the past, it was a four-day combine where we played a couple games. And uh, fortunately enough, Bill Riga, the assistant coach here now, uh, Quinnipiac was there and uh, he scouted me out there and offered a tour of the campus. And then from there, uh, after I committed to Quinnipiac, they, you know, offered prep school as an option. 
And uh, one of the four options was Salisbury and I toured there and I loved it. As soon as I stepped foot on that campus and, uh, you know, ended up going there for two years and it's one of the best decisions of my life, I can say. And then um, the draft day, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, being in Dallas, it was a cool spot. It was really hot. I remember the, the couple of days I was there, it was so hot there. I was sweating uh, profusely every day, but uh, no, it was so cool to share that with my family and to be able to be there and share that with them, it was just an awesome experience all around. Did you have a good idea that Vegas w was interested w when you got picked? Uh, I mean, I, I want to say yes, but honestly, at the time, I, I really didn't. I, didn't, I really didn't know, but, uh, you know, I had a couple conversations with them before and, um, you know, it was just so fulfilling and, you know, my, uh, everything was kind of let loose after I heard my name there and it just felt so relieving to, uh, be called by them. Obviously Vegas is the newest team in the league. Did, was there any worry at the time that, Hey, this, this new team doesn't really have their, uh, their ducks in a row or, or was the, uh, the fresh Stanley cup appearance enough to, to keep any worries of, of that, uh, in the background? Uh, I think a lot of it, uh, you know, with them being a, a new organization, especially after the first year they had, it was just a lot of excitement for me to, uh, you know, get into a new organization and try to do something with that. So, I mean, after their past years, I mean, it's nothing but excitement and, uh, you know, just being pumped up to be in that organization there, you know, being to the two dev camps that I've been right away, you can tell it's such a great organization with such great people, you know, surrounding it. So nothing but excitement for me to uh, be a part of it. Oh, that's awesome to hear. So speaking of those dev camps, were there any players that jumped out to you at those two camps that, that you're really excited to play with? Yeah, definitely. You know, they're, they're full of great, great players. And, uh, you know, fortunately enough, I've been able to, you know, meet and, uh, kind of befriend them. So I think one of them is, uh, Brandon Cruz, uh, at, uh, Bowling Green we've uh, been fortunate enough to play them twice this year uh, against them so I think uh, he's a great guy and obviously a phenomenal player as well so I think I'd say for him it was uh, it was kind of cool to get to know him oh that's great yeah he's having a heck of a season this year one of the one of the top scoring forwards in the NCAA huh yeah definitely so tell me what it means to you to be one of the top ranked players on a top ranked NCAA team that's headed into the playoffs right now yeah, it's, it's an exciting time. You know, we're still getting to play hockey with, you know, all the stuff going around. Um, and, you know, definitely having a chance to uh, claim a national title is definitely exciting too. Just got to stay focused. And uh, we've been doing a good job of, of, you know, staying away from COVID and giving ourselves the best chance to win a title. And it's definitely, a, you know, something that I'm just trying to take in one, one day at a time. And uh, hopefully everything turns out as planned. Well, so yeah, last year there were, there were a lot of reports that you had delayed signing a, a pro contract so that you could chase a, an NCAA title. Um, what does it mean for, for a, especially in a year like this, when COVID is, has you know, screwed up so many schedules and made it so difficult to, to get a season going, what does it mean to, to be able to chase a title right now and uh, have an opportunity to, to really complete that college dream? Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. You know, thinking back to a year ago today, you know, our, our season just got canceled. So it's been a long wait to, uh, you know, be back in the running for it. And, you know, now that we're here, I think I'm just trying to embrace every day, embrace every moment, try and get better each day and just enjoy it as it goes, goes along. And um, yeah, like I said, uh, hopefully we can, you know, come out on top. As we record this right now, I think you've just found out that Clarkson University has pulled <laughs> out of the tournament. Uh, so you're going to have a, a buy through that first round. How do you see that impacting the the rest of the tournament for, for you and your team? Yeah, it's definitely a crazy time. And like I said, it's very unpredictable. You know, them going out, it was, you know, definitely unfortunate for them. And, you know, I kind of feel for them because, you know, we had a, 
we had a six game series going on and it looked like we would have played a, a true game seven if uh, they were still in. So we were kind of all excited to get that going, but yeah, unfortunately their season got canceled and I guess it does help us, but you know, we would have loved to, uh, to meet them again, but uh, we just got to stay focused on ourselves and what we can do. And at the end of the day, it gives us a better shot at winning it. So it's uh, not the end all be all. So I want to ask you about one guy on your team that has, has been having a heck of a season. <clears throat> Odin Tufto has, has really put up quite a number of points for you guys. Uh, yeah. T- tell me about what it's been like to play with him. No, oh, it's been unreal. You know, you see a guy who just loves the game and, you know, studies and, you know, just has all the right attributes for it. And that's, that's him. So, you know, he's been a great captain, a good friend, you know, I'm fortunate enough to uh, live with the guy. So, uh, I see him every day. So yeah, he's, uh, listen, he's deserved everything. He's very deserved of uh, everything that he's accomplished this year. And it's just great to see. Yeah. So I suppose you can't really say anything bad about him if you, if you're living with him. <laughs> and he's in the, he's in the room right next to me. So yeah, can't say too much bad stuff about him. <laughs> Tell him that uh, Vegas fans are, are hoping that he comes to a dev camp for, uh, f- for us at some point in the future. He's been a, a heck of a player. Um, Will do. So Obviously, you're you're in the NCAA right now. That prevents you from signing a, a pro contract until you decide you want to leave the NCAA. When will you know that you're ready to turn pro? Yeah, I think that comes uh, at the end of the season. Uh, like I said, uh, I got my mind on other things right now, school and uh, trying to win a national championship. So, you know, I don't want to bargain myself with too much on my mind. So I think it's uh, something that I'll decide after the season and uh, it'll be that, you know, decide then. And I think that's the that's the right way to, to to look at it. There's there's only so much uh, so much mental real estate available to any of us. And I think if, if you're looking at a national championship, that's uh, that's all the real estate you can give up. Um, Definitely. Obviously, the Vegas Golden Knights and the Henderson Silver Knights have both been absolutely dominant so far this year. Have you had a chance to watch any of their games? Oh yeah, I've been following them. Uh, fortunately, uh, the timing's almost perfect for me to, uh, you know, watch the games late. Uh, just because with all the stuff going on, but uh, yeah, man, they look strong and they look great. So it's, it's fun. They're a fun team to watch. And uh, I'm just hoping in the future, I can, uh, you know, be a part of it and contribute to that. I mean, obviously both teams rely heavily on on generating offense from defensemen. Uh, How do you expect you'll fit into that system? Yeah, I, I'm hoping to fit in perfectly with it. You know, I think the, you know, they've done a great job of communicating over the past couple of years of, what I need to do to, you know, be better and get better to hopefully crack the lineup one day. So I've just been following their guidelines and, uh, you know, kind of following, uh, you know, the guidelines here at school at Quinnipiac, which, uh, you know, have really helped me uh, evolve as a player. So I think all of that in hand, I think I'll, you know, hopefully jump into it pretty smoothly. You know, one of the guys that uh, that you've played against in the past uh, who's having a heck of a season so far in the AHL is Jack Dugan. Tell me about what it what it's been like to, to run up against Jack Dugan as an opponent and, and at the same time run up against him uh, in uh, in dev camp uh, as a potential teammate. Yeah, I mean, he's also one another phenomenal player. He's, uh, you know, high competitive and uh, also a great guy. So seeing a guy like that, it's uh, nice to have him on your team. But yeah, like you said, it's uh, sometimes frustrating to play against him because, uh, you know, he always finds a way usually to get on the scoreboard. Absolutely. So um, that being said, you, you've had a you've had an opportunity to shut down some of the best players in the NCAA. You've done it really effectively. What makes you so effective in your own zone? I think it's just finer details. Uh, Quinnipiac, I mean, we do a, such a great job at, uh, you know, locking it in on the D zone and having a plan. So I think, you know, with the coaching staff really helping out with uh, with that kind of stuff and, uh, you know, 
knowing what to do in the D zone. I think I've kind of evolved that uh, just being an aware, uh, I guess my defensive awareness, just being really good and, you know, knowing where the puck's going to go and knowing where, you know, my body positioning is and that kind of stuff. So I think that's a lot of, a lot of the keys that helps me uh, in the D zone. And obviously getting to the pros when you're facing, you know, bigger, stronger guys, it's definitely more difficult, but uh, hopefully I can, you know, kind of prepare and prepare myself ready for that. Well, that, that's fantastic, Peter. I, again, I, I really appreciate you being on the show. I know that uh, you've got a, a lot to do to get prepped for the for the tournament coming up here. So uh, I'll let you run. But thanks again for being on the show. And uh, anything else you want to say to the fans before we sign off? Yeah, I mean, I'll be excited to uh, become a Vegas Golden Knight. Can't wait to get there. And when I do, uh, you know, hopefully we can finally win a Stanley Cup. Sounds great, Peter. I, I know the fans are excited to see you. Thanks for being on the show. Awesome. Thank you. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds, props on almost anything you can imagine, and BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. So enter the promo code LOCKEDON to get that 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the market for a while now. And Built Bar is the most amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is best because it's Built Bar Madness. Go to BuiltBar.com or at Built underscore Bar on Twitter, and remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com, and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. So, AJ, we are back now after our conversation with Peter Deliberatore. Really enjoyed speaking with the young man. Clearly has a good head on his shoulders. So certainly sounds like he's ready to sign with the Golden Knights whenever he decides to end his NCAA career. But if you ask me, I think he's ready to play pro minutes as soon as as soon as he wants to. He doesn't sound like he's uh, going anywhere other than Vegas. He made it very clear that he wants to come and fit into the Vegas system and that his style of play really does fit the, the Vegas Golden Knights. He compared himself uh, to Nate Schmidt. And I think that play that play style comparison is pretty accurate. He he is an incredibly good skater, really poised with the puck, has the ability to to get the puck to the net with a with a heavy shot, and at the same time, man, he he really does make defenders look foolish sometimes. I can count at least six or seven instances this year where he's literally deked guys off their feet. And has been able to create either a scoring chance or even a goal off of, off of that deke. And so I'm really excited to see what Peter Deliberatore can do in the Vegas system. And while he he wouldn't confirm this to me, I would I'd be willing to to bet good money that Peter Deliberatore gets another uh, another offer from Vegas th- this off season and could end up playing for the Silver Knights as early as the as the end of his NCAA season, which is in the next month or so. We're going to be back again tomorrow with more talk about the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, particularly talking about one of the freshly signed prospects. So we'll be back again tomorrow with more Locked on Golden Knights.